A successful marriage requires falling in love many times and always with the same person. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another edition of Partners in Marriage, the PIM Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. J, and it is a privilege to be able to come your way and share with you every opportunity that we get something about marriage. And man, I'm here to tell you, if you guys don't know it, it has been a challenge. This has been a busy season for us, but we also recognize it's important for us to put all of our efforts into the right places, prioritize our lives and relationships. That's what's happening in this day and time. A lot of non-living priority wise, if you will. But I want to talk with you today about some tips about successful marriages. And the reason I'm doing this is because I want people to know that marriage can be happy, but it's going to take work. And that's what we're talking about today. And probably the next time we get together is marriage, happy and what it takes, some keys to be successful in marriage. And it's not just a, as I always say, it's not just reaching a certain goal. It is a journey of love. It's not a destination. So let's start with this and break it down. I'm, I'm going to give you about eight different keys that I believe helps in marriage, but also breaking down those keys into smaller pieces, which means it may take us several times to get through this. So you hang in there with us. I'm going to put this on our website when we are finished, but make sure you get it and, and get it inside and start practicing these things. Because as I've learned with my grandkids, when I tell them something about the Bible, you know the story about David. I say something like that and they'll say, oh, you mean David and Goliath? Then I realize they just know that one story. Let's talk about the other side of David. Let's talk about this. And so when we say to you communicate, you may think communication is a different word from what I am defining communication. Therefore, I need to break it down. So. We're going to start talking about some keys, but we're going to break those keys down into smaller pieces. So the first thing is communicate clearly and often. Okay. Don't think you said something because you said it one time six months ago. Communicate clearly and often. In other words, listen, listen, listen when the person is talking, talking, talking. And we're going to break that down as well. So what is listening? Well, when you listen to someone, how do you know they're listening to you? When someone's talking or you're talking to someone, how do you know they're listening to you? Well, first, they're facing you. They have eye contact with you. I'll never forget when I worked in the school system. I was a security person, worked in the area of security with law enforcement and other people who want to make sure the kids were safe. That was one of my jobs. And when young people get together during the lunchtime, we will watch body language by the way they circle themselves or if the, how their heads were held, and the way their body posture, language, the way they held their hands or their whatever to tell us if this is a good conversation and non-threatening. Do we have to do something? Are we aware of it? Uh, do we need to intervene? And we could tell from a distance which group, where we need to be or didn't have to worry about. And so facing the person with eye contact. Uh, number two, when you're listening to someone, 
or someone is listening to you, you get nonverbal clues that they're involved in the conversation. Sometimes it's a nodding of the head, you know, the tilt of the neck, something to let you know the eyes get bigger or some eye facial expression, you know they're listening to you. Next, when someone's listening to you, they don't interrupt. It's feeding. Come on with it. Keep coming. They are not interrupting you. And uh, sometimes the interruptions are not just with the sounds of the mouth and movement of the body. It's also some, they want to write down something or they want to stop you and you are just listening to the breathing patterns. All those are things that help us understand if I'm being listened to. Listening without being judgmental, not jumping to a conclusion. Calm down, hear the words, pay attention. This is so important. Uh, don't start planning what is next before you completely hear what is being said. Don't you just, that doesn't just irk you when you're trying to make a point and you need some more time to bring it out and the person's already planning their move before you finish. You can see it in their body language. You can see it in their eyes. You can tell they're not with you because they are ready to combat contradict, make a point, impose their own will, come up with another solution, cut this thing short. That, does, that bothers you. So number one, we want to communicate. Stay focused. Now, the way you do that is you got to make sure that when you're talking to each other, it's not a long, drawn-out situation. Now, some people enjoy uh, the drama. Others want to get to the point. Please understand your spouse. If your spouse is a get to the point person, get to the point first, then give them the details. If, the, uh, if they're the other kind of person who enjoy, enjoys the drama or the long version or the entire movie, start with what you need to start with because that way you'll keep their attention. Whatever your spouse likes, that's the way you go after it not the way you like it. You want to keep their attention. Isn't that, isn't that what you want? So communicating clearly and often. Okay, how do we do that? Also, when you talk about listening, communicating, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to when you're talking to your spouse? Do you see your spouse as just a breadwinner? Then your conversation is going to be different. Do you see them as your sexual partner or, or just another servant, a maid or butler? Do you see them as inferior or do you see them as your equal? Do you see them as your friend? Do you see them as your soulmate, your spiritual partner? You have to recognize who am I talking to? If they're just a part or just a trophy case piece in your life, or just someone who, uh, if they went, or if they're the breadwinner, and you know that if they get upset, things are going to change economically. You're going to change your way that you're going to confront them. You may just give up on the conversation. So you have to understand clearly, defined in your mind, who are you talking to? Because that matters. It matters. Now. When someone is listening to you, we're on this now. Body language. What does the body language matters? 
If you're the one talking, you're noticing the body language. If you're the one listening, you've got to have the proper body language. If you're listening, if you're the one listening, keep a pleasant look on your face. As much as it may be difficult, keep a pleasant look on your face. Sometimes you need to smile and other times you need to acknowledge that you get it. Keep your arms in a comfortable position, but try your best not to cross your arms. Crossing the arms with certain other expression is defiant, defensive. So try to keep your arms in a comfortable position. Now, sometimes for some people, crossing the arms is comfortable. But that with a combination of legs in an open position or heads held straight is fine. But make sure that your legs are not crossed, your arms are crossed, and your neck is turned sideways. That is pretty defensive, okay? Keep that in mind. Now, next, again, eye contact. Most of the time, make eye contact. If you need to look away to make sure you're getting something, that's fine, but come back to it. Good body posture, nodding uh, here and there to let them know you're hearing them. If you're the one that's speaking, be brief yet specific. Try to be brief. When a person is trying to get the information from you, don't taunt them. Don't put them in a position where they got to wait a long time to get to the point. Like I said earlier, some people are the kind, give them the detail. Now, I'm the kind of person, I, my wife and I are totally different. That's why we make a great team. I understand that she wants all of the entire movie from the very beginning to the end. I like the movie, okay, but however, if we're dealing with an issue here, give me, yes, I got the job accomplished, whatever, tell me what's wrong. Then we'll back up and deal with the pieces. That's how I operate. Be brief, be specific, and then we'll bring the points on. With her, it's just the opposite. She wants you to bring her up from one step to the next, and this is what we're coming to. Make sure you know what your spouse wants. It doesn't work if you're just going to give it your way. Write down some things. If it's all right with them, let me write down some things here. Or if you've got, uh, we, we are technology savvy, get your computer, get your phone out in your note section and type it out. That's cool. No problem. And make sure this. Still on number one, communicating. Make sure that you think it clearly before you speak it. Because once these words are out there, it is impossible to get them back. That brings about another situation altogether. This is just number one of eight different ways I'm going to talk with you today about. And we're going to take our time with it because, like I said, a lot of times we've assumed that people understood exactly what we were talking about. And their definition was entirely different from yours, mine, or someone else's. Another thing, number two, tell your spouse that you are grateful for them, thankful for them, that you really appreciate having them in your life. Please practice that. And some things you can say, look, look, I'm so grateful for you. Just simply, I am so grateful for you. I appreciate it. Thank you for your hard work in doing this. It looks great. I appreciate the way you did that and you fixed this or you cleaned this up. I owe you one, babe. I got you. I got your back. Much obliged. See it in whatever language you want to. I could not have done this without you. Or thank you for having my back. 
and accept my deepest gratitude for who you are in my life. I, I couldn't make it without you. You got to say these kinds of words and it can't be once every blue moon or when you want something from them. It has to be who you are. It's your, it's your DNA in this marriage. You've got to be the one to get these things out. So tell your spouse more and more how much you appreciate having them in your life. Look, we got to get back to this. Our time is gone today, but I want to get back into it and we'll spend some time on this and breaking it down. I want you to follow us, get on this with social media, follow our webpage. We're at www.partners with an S, partnersinmarriage.com. Go to our website, follow us on all the social media platforms out there. Look for us. We'd love for you to be a part of us. And remember, marriage is not a destination. It is a journey of love.